<laughs> that I have created about the Golden Globes and the Hollywood Foreign Press's uh, fall, pretty much. This final episode will deal with the contractual side of things, the history of documented corruption of this association, and the he said, she said of it all, how the association has been in this rodeo before, why the ratings matter, and finally, the contract that binds NBC and Clark Productions and the HSPA together. Thanks to the Hollywood uh, Reporter as well as the LA Times for kind of busting the story wide open and giving some more supplemental information for me to delve into. And with that being said, let's get going. Part one. What he said, what she said. So what really landed the GGs in this for real hot water is currently in. Um yeah. <laughs> in previous episodes, I have delved into most of those reasons, to be very honest. Um, but what I didn't clarify was all of the finger pointing that was going on. Well, this president did this, and then this president did this, and then this, this producer did this. It's all of this. <laughs> but let's be honest. What really triggered this cancellation is the timeline the Hollywood Foreign Press put out to address the racial disparities within its organization. Okay, so when they came out with this, <laughs> they their little outline, they said it would take 18 months to rectify the issue and people flipped and said hail to the gnaw. So according to the Hollywood Reporter, quote, Though its game plan was quickly endorsed by NBC and Globe's producer Dick Clark Productions, the fact that it would t take effect over the next 18 months was not fast enough for workplace equity organization Time's Up, more than 100 PR firms, Netflix, Amazon, and Hold the Phone, Warner Media, all of which said that they would not work with the HSPA unless and until further change actually was enacted. Time's Up president Tina Chen summed up the sentiment, noting the entertainment industry has a responsibility to their audiences, both on screen and off. Whew. That's some tea. I, I, in quote, <laughs> I don't think that the parties involved, meaning, you know, the Hollywood Foreign Press, NBC, Dick Clark Productions, I, I don't think that they believed that they would get blowback because they've been doing this 
for a very long time. I mean, they've been able to do whatever they wanted in this matter because, honey, they have, like I said, a history of doing this, but also a history of getting to later. But yeah, I wanted to just really point something out real quick. I think that a lot of individuals who have created these toxic workplace situations or environments, um, yeah, your time is up. People are tired of that. We, we are tired of that. Like, yes, we need coin, but at the same time, does that coin have to, you know, do we have to be a Bob Cratchit about things? Do we have to be sitting, you know, getting rations of cold when it's freezing outside and, you know, we can't take holidays off? Like, make it make sense, y'all. Make it make sense. Part two. They have done this rodeo before. According to the Hollywood um, Reporter, in 1968, the FCC found that NBC had, quote, substantially misled the public as to the basis on which the GG's winners were chosen and the procedures followed in choosing them prompting the network to drop the show in 1968, end quote. This is some naughty, naughty, naughty stuff, y'all. Both NBC and the Hollywood Foreign Press were slapped with major sanctions and, and which followed well, following a major investigation from the U.S. government. And when anything that is not political has government involvement, you know you are doing some beyond shady things. For almost 30 years, NBC and the Hollywood Foreign Press were in an on-again, off-again relationship that resulted in the show being off the air um, from, let's see... 1969 to 1972 it was then syndicated quote from 1973 to 1977 back on NBC in 1978 off the air in 1979 <clears throat> I guess because disco died they had to take a break syndicated again in 1980 and then it was aired on CBS in 1981 just in time for the infamous Pia Sidora new start of the year scandal in 1982 after which the goals were dropped by cbs and began working with dick clark productions to rebuild <sighs> my goodness the show wound up in a late night syndication on tps for the next few years before nbc began airing it again in 1996 end quote okay so if y'all don't know who Pia Sidora is um, and why the new star of the year category is no longer in existence, it's because <sighs> Pia Sidora won that, couldn't act, 
baby can't act y'all then listen she's good at stuff just not acting and um she won that because her producer husband campaigned for her so hard put so much money into the system that she wanted this was in 19 let me get let me get this let me, let me, let me, let me, let me 1982 this happened <laughs> they've been doing this oh my god I can't I cannot okay so what I garner from all of that information right is that the Hollywood foreign press never has changed their tactics they just learned how to hide these grievances better and with CBS only airing it for one year, I couldn't find um, rating statistics on it. So I'm not sure if that was really why they did that. But um, <laughs> with the scandal, maybe CBS was just like, eh, we're good. We're going to keep it moving, which is saying a lot for CBS because whoo, they have a whole whole thing they having to deal with right now because of their toxic workplaces so whew, but if cbs is cutting you off because you're being trash that's saying something um <laughs> so i think that is where they landed and landed themselves in a, a trash can um and now currently um, what's on prominent display is that the influence of this organization on the awards gambit period is what has perpetuated this toxic cycle, okay? Couple this with the high ratings and all of the Freddy Kruegers were coming out to play. Part three. Them ratings, though. In its height, the GGs were damn popular. And the 70th annual gala was at its highest, with a haul of 19.7 viewers turning in for the 2013 show. The Hollywood Reporter states that, quote, the caveat is that the Globes, as well as the Oscars, drew record low ratings in 2021 with 6.91 million viewers a 62% drop in total viewers and a 68% drop in the 18 to 49 demo over year over year end quote okay so you go from having close to 20 million viewers <laughs> to six that if, between 19 or 2013 and 2021 and there are different factors here that people you know kind of gloss over but I tried my best to bring those factors into into the light a little bit so let's be fair we all know how devastating the panoramic has been to any syndicated show but let me be very clear 
that the GGs, and I'll even bring in the Oscars because, you know, the Hollywood Reporter did that, and I'm going to go ahead and do that. Both of these rise for the past five years. And this mainly has to do with many viewers cut cord cutting and government um, forcing us, <laughs> us being everybody, into digital programming. By these reasons alone, uh, these entities should have realized that we, the audience, have adapted to freer enterprise in attaining content. We stream pretty much everything, so to stay tied to a network TV format is kind of a ratings drainer right there. Um, and then secondly, let's, let me go ahead and just put this on front street. With them refusing to change with the times and stay relevant, actually, they kind of did this to themselves when we're talking about trying to negotiate you know, staying, <laughs> staying in the, in the thick of things here. The Critics' Choice Awards, as well as the Hollywood Critic Award show, stream their shows for free on YouTube through their perspective or respective channels, as did the BAFTAs. What boggles my mind is that the Globes and Oscars already have the monies from these contracts, so what in the world are they thinking? And sadly, I think it's contractual. I seriously think they lock themselves into these contracts that is limiting their access to, to us, okay? So they brought this on themselves by being greedy and blind to what they were doing and believing that that doing was sustainable when it was not. And I also want to say here that a lot of people throw inclusivity around <laughs> in press releases and things of that nature, but limiting access to the content is anything but inclusive. And it really shows an organization's true colors and meaning behind their ceremonies, okay? Either behind their ceremonies or their true mission. It, it, it really doesn't matter when your actions speak way different than your words in a press release. And before I get into my fourth point, <laughs> I love the fact that all of these PR firms came out and boycotted or is boycotting the Hollywood foreign press. And I think it is so important because in my last uh, episode, I said that there were like around 90 members. Well, no, it's down to 86 of the Hollywood foreign press. I don't know if people got fired or they just quit. To be honest, I, I, I wish I could say if I was a part of it, but I can't because I'm black. <laughs> I seriously would have grown a conscience and been like, I got to see y'all on the other side, okay? Because this ain't gonna work. But 
PR firms are the ones who have to keep up with all of the demands that these individuals have forced them to be a part of in order for them to stay in the coin, for them to pay their employees, for them to set up all of those interviews and all of the things, you know, and and when I say PR, we know like who that is. That's like your manager. That's like your business manager. That's the people who are, you know, helping you curate a brand and notoriety and to have all of that work kind of, it's like, what are you really doing it for? Are you doing it for the artist or are you doing it for this? this system or this organization and what what really happened there is that they were doing it for the organization like they weren't doing it for the actual mission at hand which is just to spread art and awesome art at that that's not what they were doing it for and there's been this huge shift that has been needed for a very long time people have been talking about the reckoning I've been talking about the reckoning and that is exactly what's happening um and it's needed to happen for a long time so I am very glad that it is here I'm very glad that it is happening but the taxing of the artist of the crew (laughs) of of like I said, the PR firms of these production houses, the, that is, that is, oh my gosh, to have that kind of toxic system dictating how you should be doing things, how it is hugely demeaning and brings us to my final point, which is that contract though. <laughs> So I will start this off with the Hollywood uh, reporters. Listen, just listen to this, okay? Because like I, you know, pointed out, they have a history of doing this. They being, you know, Hollywood Foreign Press. Um, they, They have a history of doing this. So they really thought, like I said, that that 18 months, was going to fly. And when it didn't, now they're just like, oh, 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 crap, oh, crap. And, but they're still hopeful, right? They, they are still hopeful. And it, it comes from, yes, they were able to get away from, away with it for such a long time, pretty much since their inception. I mean, let's be very, very clear and honest about this. which was back in 1948, okay? But I think another reason why they're hopeful is this right here, this this juicy nugget right here. Quote from The Hollywood Reporter. Another reason that HFPA may be a little hopeful, NBC Universal signed an eight- year extension with the HFPA and DCP in 2018. 
calling for the network to pay 60 million a year for rights to broadcast the Globes. The full contract has not been made public, so it is unclear if NBCU has to pay up regardless of whether it chooses to actually air the Globes or not. But if NBCU cannot extricate itself from the deal, which it may or may not wish to do, it has great incentive to work with the HFPA to make the Globes viable once again. End quote. Lord, let this be a lesson to everyone. Never sign a contract, A, without a lawyer, okay? Okay, let's put that right on out there right now. Some type of representation, okay? And B, some type of exit clause, okay? Now, from the bits of the contract I could get my hands on, there was nothing in there that would allow NBC to pull the complete plug on the Globes. As it is written, they are stuck with them until 2026. Again, just from what I was able to see. Who does that? Now, again, I wasn't able to see the whole contract, okay? So, there's something in there that is, hey, it's a loophole. But if there is not, this is just (laughs) bad business and one that is causing NBC some major side eye. And if there is some contractual loophole in there where they're like, hey, we can bow out, which I think it is because they're able to cancel the actual show for 2022. And we're maybe return in 2023. And first, let me be very clear. Yes, the Hollywood Foreign Press said, we need 18 months. And everybody was like, hell no, you don't. But then here comes NBC. And it's like, yeah, we're going to give them the 18 months. (laughs) Because they kind of did. Let's be very honest. They're giving them until 2023 to get their act together. So, yeah, they gave them the 18 months. So, they're covering for the Hollywood Foreign Press. Okay? Which, again, makes me side-eye NBC super hard right now. And then... Again, by them, you know, canceling next year's ceremonies, um, I do feel that they do have some type of exit strategy built into that contract because I just can't see a, a mega house like NBC and their legal 
department coming up with something that does not allow them an out. Okay? Because like I said, that's just bad business if they did. Like, if they don't have that there, that's just bad business. But (laughs) the actions of NBC is wishy-washy because like, you know, I just said, it looks like they're covering for them for 18 months anyway. Okay? But then it looks like they do have an out. They can be like, hey, we done all, all together. The fact that they pay $60 million a year for this show, um, $60 million is divided by two. Let me, be, let me bring that to the table. So the Hollywood Foreign Press gets $30 million and Dick Clark Productions gets $30 million a year. But here's the bad business about this. <clears throat> they cite this in 2018. When the Oscars were going through and still are going through, <clears throat> excuse me, their their changes. When this reckoning was starting to happen. We had the Me Too movement going on. We had, you know, the hashtag blah blah so white going on. And then we had the Time's Up movement really starting to roll. And the ratings were dropping. By 2018, they were getting like 13 12 million viewers for the show. So you mean to tell me you you extended it on good faith when how many shows have been canceled that were really, really good shows that they just, you know, for whatever reason, didn't have money, you know, whatever the reason... They, they canceled those shows. How many, how many other ceremonies can fill that space? They could have given some voice to other ones who could actually get about around the same numbers, but then they would have built an audience instead of sticking with a dying horse and I hate saying that because that's rough horses are great (laughs) but I I, I don't get it I I am like I have said before I am a scientist when it comes to certain things when it comes to my art I dissect the hell out of everything but this I have dissected as much as I could all of the information that I have gotten. I've dissected it and I'm just looking at this like what? What? This makes no sense. And that price tag is ridiculous. An eight year contract at $60 million is 400 let me know, yep, eight times six, it's 48, so 480 million dollars, 
180 million dollars so when you go to universal studios and you ride them roller coasters and you take the tours and you're doing all the things that money is going there i can't i was just like my mind is blown on that oh i can't i was just like what make it make sense let, just make it make sense. So let me close this final chapter out. Because I could go on for days, y'all. But I, I'm not going to. Let me be reflective on some things. <laughs> the Hollywood Forum, or the Hollywood Reporter put it best in saying this. Quote, one reason the Golds have survived numerous prior scandals with some of the constituencies that are openly critical today silently playing along and could survive this tumultuous period too is that they have traditionally offered Oscar contending studios and talent the largest promotional platform that they will have en route to the Academy Awards. Indeed, the Globes are the second most watched award show of the film awards season, end quote. This is fact, and one I discussed in previous episodes of this saga. The change here, though, is that these production companies and artists aren't messing with the Hollywood foreign press. With these boycotts and much more to come, trust me when I say it's about to get hella serious out here. Toxic workplaces, spaces, and places are becoming less and less tolerated. This isn't a trend, it's a fact. And especially in artistic spaces, we already are exposing the deepest and darkest parts of ourselves. So put some respect on our craft and our demands are also changing. Production houses like Netflix, Amazon, and yes, I am shocked even Warner are taking those demands seriously. That's why these boycotts feel different. These companies are speaking for their artists, and it is a gorgeous thing to see. Also, if the Globes and company are truly wishing to build back trust with viewers, artists, and production houses and all that rolls in between PR firms all the things advertisements all the things they have to make everyone to access after touring their website my initial take is that the organization is dated and not hip with the times jazz it up y'all dazzle me with that initiatives you're participating in and how you are painting our world how are you aiding black asian and brown cinemas that's what i want to see those broad strokes on inclusion y'all love throwing around look i love art i have been writing since i was 10 singing and acting since i was five i am not a newcomer to any of this but I will only move forward in any way with true support and respect.
effect because that is how I have rebuilt my life from the type of shadiness demonstrated with the Globe and crew. I will never forgo my peace for these type of shenanigans because it almost took my life. That's how serious this is for me. But I am not alone in that. There is such a thing that we are experiencing and I can only I can only call it the great awakening, the great reckoning. In order for an awakening to go on, things have to be reconciled. Things have to be healed. And we're in it. So globes, Oscars, I would suggest you stop hitting the snooze button because it is time to wake up from the shadows of oppression sleep into this new rainbow spectrum of freedom. enjoyed this, uh, this trilogy as I like to call it um, and to be honest I did not run my promotions or ads through this I don't I just didn't feel like it was necessary here I just wanted this to be out there this being all of this information that these three episodes have covered I hope you guys keep creating and being bold and living because a that is your right but b you should just be accepted for who you are and the things that you create the art you create you know whatever that art is so take care hydrate rest as much as you can and I love you all take care of yourself